0: Heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast.
1: Well, welcome again to the Growth Junkies Podcast. You have Ben and Kent ready to get after it again for you, and uh, we have big things to celebrate today, Kent, Mm, don't we?
0: We do. Something... World changing, <laughs> earth yes. shaking.
1: We've always got something that we're we're uh, doing over here, thinking about right. creating, and we have now brought another idea to market that we want to let everybody know about, and that is Leadership Collaborative, or AKA Leader Co. Yeah, that launched in Phoenix uh, last Friday. This is our leadership cohort program for Love and Transformation Institute, where we take all of the tools and insights and things that we're creating, including this podcast, The Four Dimensions of Human Health, and bring it into a group setting and allow people to learn and grow together. And so we want to celebrate that on this podcast with all of our growth junkies and let you know that there's a possibility it could be coming to your city or if you express some interest and go, hey, I'd love to have that in my city that you could reach out to us and let us know. Um, We're contemplating other locations around the United States where we can launch Leadership Collaborative. We will actually have a cohort launching in Boise at our headquarters in August of 2021, alongside the one that already exists in Phoenix. Uh, There are some other cities out there that we're looking at, but uh, you can also travel in for them, right, Kent?
0: Yeah, yeah, you can come in and see us here, like the one we're gonna start up at our headquarters. Let me say this. If you can get a group together in your city, Mm -hmm. you know, and a group would be 12 to 15 would be about right. 12 to 15 people that want to invest in their own growth and development and utilizing our materials, we will come to you and we will do a leader co in your city. So if you can get a group to people that want to do this, a mix of people, normally like business professionals, you know, people maybe who are, uh, you know, mid-level or executive level. For profit, non profit, church, whatever. Right. But people together that really want to dig deeply into this and be trained intensively, we could come to your city.
1: Yeah, and we and we put on uh, the marketing materials, growth oriented leaders. Mm-hmm. So the the category is pretty general, and so we want to want people to know that it's out there and that it's available. If we were going to celebrate with fireworks, what would fireworks sound like, Kent?
0: You want me to make the sound? No, I'm
1: just, you know, because in text (laughs) messages now, you could send a message with fireworks.
0: Boom!
1: (laughs) Snap, crackle, pop. Yeah. Well, that was really exciting. One
0: word sums it up, Ben. (laughs) Kaboom. Kaboom, yes. Kaboom.
1: So we are very excited about that and grateful for the opportunity to do it. Uh, I will say personally that I've benefited immensely from cohort-based programs like Mm LeaderCo. Ultimate leadership with Cloud and Townsend was one that benefited my life greatly. It was a six day intensive. It wasn't a year long process. And then you and I went through Townsend leadership program for two years together, right? which is very similar to what we've created. Obviously content is different. There's some overlap, but the reality is the mm-hmm. content is, is very different and there's a lot of tools and uh, insights and things that are unique to LTI mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to uh, leadership collaborative itself. And so I just wanted to say that because when I was sitting in on Friday and we were teaching and going through that, I'm just amazed at how quickly people connect
0: mm-hmm. around
1: things and how, how they really want insight and wisdom in their lives and a place to process what they're going through and to find and adapt uh, new skills into their leadership, into their lifestyle. And we don't always have great places to go to find that. And yeah. so today what we what we decided to do in celebration of LeaderCo is to talk about leadership itself as a general mm-hmm. category. We haven't done this uh, on the podcast before. I mean, we've hit it from a, a variety of different angles, but actually talking specifically about leadership, our perspectives on leadership and quality leadership, is not something that we've done.
0: Yeah. Leadership is a subject that we, um, we, we touch on in all of our topics in some way or another. But to actually spend an entire podcast episode talking about good leadership, like what makes a good leader, you know, mm-hmm. what, are the, what are the qualities, what are the, the things that we need to consider about a good leader? And I would say that leadership changes over the centuries. I mean, there might be a time in history where a great leader was somebody that could just, you know, tell people what to do. You know, sure. g- jump ship, you know? <laughs> you know, and you do, you know, jump into how high, um, you know, there's that sort of dictatorial sort of leadership, but there's also a new models of leadership in which somebody leads maybe from underneath or from behind people right. and not out front. And we live in a world in an age in which I think there's less receptivity to sort of being told what to do. And there's more receptivity to someone showing you what to mm-hmm. do. So a lot of what we focus on in leadership is, is, is what's caught rather than what's taught. We do teach leadership principles. We spend time on that and we have content for that. But a lot of it also is just modeled in relationship. You have to see a leader. Right. The, you know, the first question you ask about a leader, someone says, hey, I'm a leader. The first question <laughs> I ask them is, great, where are your followers? Yeah. You know, if you have no followers, you're not a leader. You're not leading anybody. A leader leads people. There's somebody following. Now, here's something interesting, though. Um, is it possible to lead yourself? Hmm.
1: That's an interesting thought.
0: I, you know, and I, I have a friend that actually leads an organization that specializes in leading oneself. Leadership does involve good self leadership, the ability to lead yourself. In other words, to grow and to focus on the things you need to focus on to develop as a person, as a leader. But leadership also involves other people. You know, how do you lead your children? If you have, if you have children, you're leading them. Mm If you have friends, wherever you get together with friends, somebody's leading that group. Somebody's leading the other friends towards something or away from something. So it could be argued that in many ways we're all leaders in one form or another. Some of us are informal, though, leaders and not Mm -hmm. formal leaders. Formal leaders are those that have the hat on. I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. I'm a boss. I'm a teacher. (laughs) You know what I mean? And as a parent, I'm a leader of my kids. I'm wearing the hat. But the reality is leadership is a much bigger, broader concept and, and principles of good leadership mm-hmm. apply to everybody in that way.
1: And that's really the strategy of today's podcast is to, to broaden that category a little bit because mm-hmm. I think conceptually, by and large, when people hear the term leader or leadership, there's something that comes into their mind. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, you articulated a, a good bit of it. This person out in front mm-hmm. tends to be strong, dominant, often can be intimidating, who everyone follows. Mm-hmm. And yet we want to talk about a, a category of leadership that is broader than that, mm-hmm. a perspective that, that goes to it. And, and I think that, I'll speak for myself on this, when I hear leadership or a leader, I tend to gravitate toward mm-hmm. that perspective that I just mentioned. But I have educated myself and learned over time in my own development of my leadership to broaden that category right. and to add more things to it and to think um, differently about it. And later I'll share a perspective that I've been thinking a lot about recently that, is, uh, that, that contributes to that broadening of it. What I wanted to do is throw out, we, we went back and forth a little bit about who's a great leader in history. And Kent will share his perspective on something that he saw In his life that really spoke to him about leadership. When I when I sat down, I I go, who was a great leader? And the first person that came to mind was Abe Lincoln. Mm. And there's I'm not the first one to say this. Obviously, it is well documented who he was and the interesting things about his life. And I thought so extensively about this, Kent, that I brought out my art skills. And so looking over our shoulder wow. right now on the glass, that's a great is photo a sketch and drawing that <laughs> I did of Abraham Lincoln, honest Abe that you can see on our social media. If you want to actually see my art skills,
0: it's a, it's, it's a pretty good beard on there. He kind of looks like our producer actually <laughs> it looks like nation. Yeah, it does kind of not a bad Abe Lincoln. Now, Honest Abe, I see right above his his head you wrote Honest Abe. Mm -hmm. Is that part of why he's a good leader?
1: Well, so, yeah, I'm going to walk through a few of the qualities. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, there will be a comment about that. So Mm -hmm. I found various articles about Abraham Lincoln. And and you made a comment before we went on air about uh, a lot of times people think of politicians. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing, yes, he was a a former U.S. president Mm -hmm. who was assassinated. But I don't naturally go to... Abraham Lincoln's a politician. Mm. The first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Abraham Lincoln is the character of the man, uh, which I don't know why that is, but it just strikes me that way. Mm. And so, like, here was an article I found talked about um, 10 qualities uh, of Abraham Lincoln as a leader from a book, a Pulitzer Prize-winning book, Team of Rivals, The Political Genius of Abraham Lincoln. And so... First one is capacity to listen to different points of view.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah.
1: Another one, ability to learn on the job, Mm -hmm. ready willingness to share credit for success, ready willingness to share blame for failure. So here's Mm -hmm. the thing. This isn't the person I read about this. This isn't you when something fails going, hey, it's your fault too. Right it's watching something fail and leaning in and moving into it and say, I will carry that with you. That's mm-hmm. what's being talked about there. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear. That's good. We don't want to give growth junkies out there permission to, you yeah. know, blame shift, <laughs> right. I guess. Right. Um, awareness of own weaknesses. Uh, ability to control emotions. Mm. Wow. That's a big one. Mm. I mean, I could tell you of experiences that I've had with leaders in uh, corporate settings and various settings where, the lack of control of emotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: just mismanages the room. Sure. And, and I think that's a huge one.
0: I think the opposite's true, though. Having What's no that? emotion, you know, is unhealthy. <laughs> true. You know, <laughs> either being just completely out of control or showing nothing at all. Right. So the real leadership is the ability to navigate that. Carefully.
1: Yeah. So there's like a right level of emotion. That's right. Appropriate. Yeah. And so uh, what else do we have here? Know how to relax and replenish. Yeah, that's that's not necessarily one you throw on the list. Maybe Mm -hmm. this is like leaders are supposed to be out in front and they give it all 24, 24 Yeah, that tends to be somewhat the leadership culture or excellence culture that's out there. Oh, it's the
0: burnout culture.
1: Right. It's the coronary culture. Yeah, it doesn't work well. Right. In life. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've been thinking a lot about recently is how do you manage life when you're not optimal? Like, we live in a society mm-hmm. that really promotes being optimal mm-hmm. at all times. Right. Well, have you ever sat and thought about how often you're not at your best?
0: Every time I wake up in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like you, <laughs> similar yeah. to that. We've talked about it in previous. Uh, or podcasts. after nine o'clock at
0: night. <laughs> yeah. You well, start I am to not get optimal. Tired. Yeah.
1: But even in, in your workday and your productivity, you might be less than your best more than you are at your best. Sure.
0: Well, it's exhausting to be at your best. It takes every ounce of neurons that you have to be on point.
1: But also, how do you actually know that you're actually at your best?
0: I think others tell you or you see the effects in other people. When you're at your best, people respond. When you're at your worst, people don't. True. Yeah.
1: So as we continue, let's see here. Go out into the field and manage directly. So Abraham Lincoln had an ability to go out to his people and manage from that place and not just from the White House. Strength to adhere to fundamental goals, and then the ability to communicate goals and vision. So those are 10 traits from that book, uh, Team of Rivals, about Abraham Lincoln's leadership. You know what
0: I love about those? Because I had not seen that. That's the first I've heard those. You just shared that. So this is my first gut reaction to that. Those are terrific. And one of the reasons why is because they don't fit the typical description of a leader today. Mm. Like, like what, what's not on the list is ability to shout at people. You know what I mean? <laughs> to or yell to, and scream. To hit people over the head if they don't know what Beat you want. Beat them into the submission. Or to yeah. threaten them if they don't sure. do what you want. Sure. You know what I mean? There are so many people. This is a bit of a pet feed. There are so many people, a lot of them are on social media, calling themselves leaders. They, 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 I'm just a self-designated leader. Mm-hmm. But in reality, they're, it's because they're bossy, they're pushy, they're loud, they're trying to sell you something. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. I think a lot of the greatest leaders in history, because of those 10 examples, actually aren't in the books. Mm-hmm. They're the quiet ones. Yeah, Having those qualities, here's the thing. I know people, I've seen people, quiet leaders... Not the ones out front, the ones making a lot of noise, and the ones self designating themselves as leaders, evidence all those qualities quietly. Right. Influencing quietly their own family. Their own neighborhood, their own church, their own community, exercising influence—not to make a name for themselves, mm-hmm. not to be rich and famous, yeah. not to be a successful politician. You know, Abe Lincoln is an exception. He goes down in history as having those qualities, but he was a reluctant leader in many ways. Right. If you read his story, he was kind of you know reluctantly pulled into all this leadership, and, and he not, was and not well liked. Not well liked. He was despised on both sides throughout at the, his at life. At the
1: pinnacle of his leadership, he was very. Controversial on both sides, and not well liked in either place.
0: Because generally, lonely, right? uh, Normally, history remembers people they like; they scrub from history people they don't. Mm -hmm. Generally, you don't know. I mean, I know there's some world famous like a Genghis Khan. You know what I mean? He's remem- <laughs> not because he was liked, but because of, you know, how awful he was. But it's because on the scale, you know, that he changed things. He affected the world. Alexander, the great Napoleon, right. but those are world leaders, military mighty leaders. But generally history forgets people they don't like. Yeah. So uh, great leadership, honestly, is not about doing what people like. It's mm-hmm. about doing what's Right. So for that reason, there's a lot of people that have been scrubbed from history or forgotten in history who quietly led well, who evidence all those qualities, but will never make it in a history book. More leaders have passed out of existence without us even knowing about them. And so I think we've got leadership wrong when we think that true leaders are the people that we see out front. They're the ones on TV. They're the ones in movies. They're the ones, you know, who are running for office. Wrong. Great leaders are those who till the soil under their own feet well those who lead their families well, those who build companies quietly. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think the greatest leaders are the ones that don't need all the notoriety. Right,
1: yeah. And the truth is, unfortunately, ambition and intimidation Mm -hmm. can get you pretty far as Mm -hmm. a leader.
0: Oh, people climb up to the top all the time. Using those two things. Using those two things. Pushing other people down to rise up. My view is a great leader doesn't do that. In fact, a great leader is the opposite. Actually raises other people up puts other people out front. Great leadership doesn't have to be seen.
1: Yeah, and so as we've been talking about this and I was thinking of those traits or qualities or reference there, if I had to put them under an umbrella, uh-huh. all of them, I would put them under the umbrella of humility. Right. Humility accurately defined being a right assessment of self. Yep. Right? It's not arrogance or it's not so much modesty and meekness that you don't think anything of yourself. It is the right assessment of self, mm-hmm. the right knowing what your place is and knowing how to lead from that place. And I think Abraham Lincoln had that. I want to throw this out too, and, and we'll conclude with that and move kind of further into this discussion. Hmm. Here's a, a little quote. Uh, Finally, Lincoln's communication skills were extraordinary. But watch this. He was not a slick or even great public speaker, which is true. Right, but he had amazing communication skills. Right. Mm-hmm. Further, Lincoln refused to speak in public without a prepared text. However, Lincoln's greatest gift as a communicator was that most people believed that he believed what he was saying.
0: Mm, in many right.
1: ways, that is where the expression "honest Abe"
0: came from. It's conviction. He was a man of conviction, and people respected that. You know, and he also kept his speeches pretty short. You look at most of his speeches, they were pretty short, I mean, Mm -hmm. because he gets to the point. But the fact is, even though he wasn't eloquent, I mean, I think of other characters like a Moses in history that wasn't (laughs) eloquent and yet led well. Even Paul, like in the Bible, says he's not, you know, amazing with his words and even got ridiculed for it, but had amazing influence. See, here's the thing. Leadership is influence, but you can't stop there. Influence is inspired. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, I have influence. Why? Because you have 500 Facebook followers. That doesn't make you ha- have influence at all. Influence is when you impact people to really live differently, mm-hmm. not to buy a product. Right. You know what I mean? Or to make you famous or to fill your pockets with money. Mm. Leadership is influence and influence is change. When you change people, you're inspiring them. There's something about you that inspires them. And you mentioned humility. Humility is inspirational. Because it's such a different experience. We live in a prideful, arrogant, narcissistic world. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes along that truly puts other people first and puts their needs ahead of their own, that's inspirational. Think about like Mother Teresa. You know, think about Gandhi. Think about Martin Luther King. People that we've talked about in previous podcasts. Think about Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the reality is the influence on people was through humility. All those people were humble and and people were inspired and influenced by their humility, by their conviction, not by their self-proclaimed leadership. Yeah, and
1: it's that texture and
0: quality that
1: shows up Mm -hmm. and catches you by surprise when you actually are expecting something very different. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned Jesus and the things that were expected of him in his life to come in and set up a, a state religion that would overthrow, mm-hmm. basically overthrow the, uh, the state government of Rome, right? To come in and, and conquer that way. Yeah. And, and it's and like, this is not what I'm here to do.
0: And none of those leaders, none of those leaders actually called themselves leaders. They didn't show up and say, everybody, I'm a leader. Hey, everybody, I'm type A. I must be a leader. <laughs> I'm here to
1: dominate you. Yeah,
0: that's, none of them did. They earned it. They earned the influence by, by simply doing what they did faithfully, Mm -hmm. working hard for a cause, for a purpose that inspired other people. And through the inspiration created influence and therefore were considered by history Mm -hmm. as leaders. So leadership is not self designated. And that's one of the big misnomers today is that people think that I can read a book on leadership and be, be a leader. You know, yeah. or that I just have a certain personality type and I'm a leader. No, not at all. Right. Leadership is, it it's not personality yeah. based. Leadership is influence and influence is inspired.
1: And so next to the drawing on the glass, I wrote this thought that I've been pondering a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it really is in line with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so I've started to think about leadership this way, that leadership is m- more about the way you lead your life than who you lead. Yeah. And it's not as much about the people, but as much about, uh, more about what it is that you do and how you execute and the kind of character that you have and the virtues that you're developing and pursuit of maturity in your life. I often get asked the question about spiritual leadership in the home, right? Mm -hmm. This is a big thing that happens at times in premarital counseling and whatever. What What does spiritual leadership look like? And I'll often turn To the future husband, and I'll say Mm -hmm. that your spiritual leadership really pivots on your relentless pursuit of maturity, like your desire to grow and change and develop that aspect. If you relentlessly pursue maturity, it -hmm. will influence the culture of the home. Absolutely. It will influence the culture of an organization and a business and of friendships and Mm -hmm. all these various things. And so that's why I'm starting to think more and more that that leadership for me is about the way I lead my life, not necessarily who's following. And who yeah,
0: I, I think it comes down to is it is your life inspirational? If influence is inspired, then what about you is inspiring? Not much. <laughs> no, but here's a, you know what's inspiring? Character is inspiring. True. Even think about the movies and stuff. At the end of the yeah. day, what's really inspiring is not, you know, a guy with big muscles, you know, or <laughs> guns. Captain America is not inspiring. To no, you? but here's the thing about Captain America that inspires. It's his character true it's the fact he's convictional it's his character yeah he's got these amazing strengths and speed and you know whatever but some of the greatest characters in Marvel for example don't even have supernatural powers Mm. they they lead out of character and conviction I would say that if you're going to be a leader the question is what about you is inspiring other people Mm. and it has to be character they even say Everyday heroes, normal everyday. Who are they? You know, like first responders. Mm -hmm. Why? True. Because they have the courage to run into the fire. Yeah. They have the the self-sacrifice, which is character oriented to go and help somebody when they're under attack Mm -hmm. or they're being threatened. You know, it's those who stand between you and evil, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a character. Courage is a character thing. It's not about how handsome they are or pretty they are or how big they are or strong they are. It's about this conviction that's lived out Mm -hmm. in a choice that they make. Heroes, real day heroes, real everyday heroes are those that give their lives, those that sacrifice, those that are courageously interceding for other people Mm -hmm. to protect them. I think we agree on that. Yeah, Everyone would sure. say that. The real heroes are not the people in the movies. They're not the superheroes. They're everyday heroes that have character. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, character and leadership is very accessible. Everyone could be a leader if they simply have high character. Mm-hmm. Something in their character that's imitatable, right. that is influential and inspiring. Well, and you,
1: you mentioned some superheroes. And... I'm not going to try to delineate between DC and Marvel worlds. It kind of gets all convoluted together for me. Like the incredible Hulk, DC or Marvel DC, right? I think he's DC. I think that's correct. Anyway, someone will let us know whether it is or it isn't, but his power and strength came out of a massive weakness he had. And you, you often Mm -hmm. see that, that theme or narrative and even in superheroes. And I think that good leaders have a sense of what their weaknesses are. And the fact that those weaknesses sometimes show up in their leadership, but your weakness doesn't always have to create a liability. Right. I think that's when it becomes an issue is if your weakness is creating liabilities for an organization or other things around it, which ultimately happens by not acknowledging it or trying to not have it exposed or trying to protect it and guard it or hide it. But the reality is weakness is present in every person.
0: Even those characters, I mean, even Superman, what's his weakness? Kryptonite right yeah Superman has a weakness I mean in fact all of them have a weakness which is interesting Achilles I just saw a (laughs) movie about Achilles and it's his heel right the idea that he's his heel is vulnerable yeah what's interesting is even all these heroes have a vulnerability Mm -hmm. so there's something to that great leadership is the ability to be honest about your Achilles heel yeah your weakness, your vulnerability. How do you deal with being exposed
1: or not being perfect right? or not being at your best all the time like we talked
0: about earlier? Yeah, and some of the heroes in history, I think there's a lot of examples of people that actually influenced the masses because of their vulnerability, through their weakness. Mm-hmm. For example, being killed. A martyr. Mm. A martyr. That's ultimate vulnerability. I mean the ultimate weakness. They were struck down. Yeah. They were killed. But it's in their dying for their cause that they became a hero. Yeah. That they brought influence and change to the world. And they're remembered for their death, not their life. Yeah. So there's there's some truth here, real important truth about what is real leadership. And and one thing we believe about leadership is that leadership is something that we all can develop. Mm-hmm. But it's character-based, not power-based. Right. It's not fame. It's not influence or, or, or money or um, riches. It's it's character. Deep, heightened,
1: developed character. And that is an important distinction to make. And so in the remaining time we have, we want to do two things. One is... You have an example of that of something you mm-hmm. saw in your life that was really inspiring to you. I think that illustrates what you were just saying right. pretty well around someone. And then, as we close, we want to give our audience a little bit of a, a taste of leadership collaborative and some things that we show up and share mm-hmm. in uh, the four elements that we talked about on friday to start the to start the day. so but that first story that illustrates what you were just talking about.
0: Yeah. So I'll, I'll give the short version of the story, but I, I went through a program um, and I've talked about Dr. John Townsend on here before, but mm-hmm. I, I've been mentored a little bit by him and it was his program that was instrumental in my life and yours Ben. Uh, right. the TLP program. Yeah. And um, I had an opportunity to go to uh, study under him, actually learn from him. And so there was this, this, Several day kind of kickoff conference that I got to go to Mm. in my one year program with him and uh, he did a lot of teaching a lot of instructing and it was all really good a lot of great principles a lot of great insights and that's why I really wanted to be there but it was it was a interaction that he had in class with somebody Mm. that spoke more to me than any teaching he gave than any principle he taught. Wow. Want to know why? Because it was incarnated in his actions. Mm. Honestly, at the end of the day, people can say things all day long, (laughs) but unless they model it, sure. I don't know if I believe that they have that quality. Mm. They're just pontificating. They're just, it's a smoke screen. But with John, there was this amazing interaction that we're sitting in one of the, the lectures and there's probably two or 300 people in this lecture hall. Mm. And he's teaching on a subject and he does these things called role plays. He's like, he's like the king of role plays. (laughs) And he was doing a role play with a gal and the gal kind of lost kind of where she was in the role play and got embarrassed, Mm. kind of embarrassed and ashamed in front of all these people Mm -hmm. that she didn't know where she was and she kind of know what to say. Mm. And she choked over her words and the way he dealt with her, it's like the whole room disappeared. It's like we weren't even there. It was just him and her. And the way he cared for her in that interaction, he just was gentle and if you know John, he's a very, he's a go-getter, he's mm-hmm. ambitious, he's sure. driven, yep. he's articulate, he's kind of, you know, he, he's well-spoken, he, he's well, he's, he's all those things, but his EQ was also high mm. and he just knew that she was on the spot and she was feeling vulnerable. And so he carefully, tenderly, gently ministered to her mm. and said, it's okay, take your time. And it was probably two or three minutes of just them going back and forth, and she was crying, like literally crying. Oh, wow. But the way that he cared for her, by the end, she was back. Mm. He built her back up by the way he dealt with her tenderly, didn't embarrass her, didn't move on and say, let's talk to somebody else. He stopped, and the way he cared for her was so profound for me, I welled up with tears as I watched it, and I thought, now that's a leader. That's a leader, not someone who just writes about it or talks about it, but someone who does it. Acts it out, and leadership is the one-on-one interactions with people. You lead people one at a time. Real leadership is not even just the masses. In fact, the leadership and influence that comes to the masses begins with one person. Yeah, and listening
1: to you talk about it, I go, "It's he just had a very astute way of uh, sensing the need of the moment and meeting it in the in the right with the right level of emotion, right? Words, spirit, yeah." How he moved into it I'm sure that was amazing
0: And he made a follower out of me Up until that time He was just a guy that I I thought Had great leadership principles I thought that he offered A lot of influence in my life Um, He got me to read good books And learn good material Uh But at that point He became a mentor in my life because I saw an action, and the thing is, if you look at history, some of the greatest leaders, the stories are told about interactions with one person. Hmm. It was the way they treated somebody. Yeah, that's really true. There's and those stories are told and retold and retold, and that influences the masses. But very rarely is is a hero made in a speech. A hero is made in an interaction with another human being, and the way they treat him. Yeah, that's hmm. where a hero is made, and that's that's how we want to change our perception of leadership. Leadership is defined and cultivated in the everyday interactions with others. Yeah, The way you treat another human being is the greatest thing you can do to grow as a leader.
1: Yeah, and so character development is directly aligned with our ability to lead. And so mm-hmm. when we set out to be involved in a process like character structuring that we talk about in the four dimensions of human health, there's four categories of things that we need to attain. And this is a little bit for you all from our Leader co training that we, we have out there. And those, those four things that we need are knowledge, language, experience, and tools. And so when we, when we do this in Leadership Collaborative, we talk distinctly about that. Do you wanna go through those quickly and give a, a, a little synopsis from your perspective, Kent, for our listeners?
0: Yeah, so the whole idea of, of LeaderCo is that we want to show people there's another way to live. A lot of people think that the way they're living is the only way, but in reality, I discovered a whole new world of, of knowledge. There are new concepts and things that we're not introduced to normally. So at Leader Co. we wanted to present those new knowledge concepts. Mm-hmm. so that you have greater awareness of yourself and other people. Um, Experiences, it should be a whole new experience. There's something we talk about called mismatching or corrective experiences Mm -hmm. in which you can actually overwrite a bunch of negative experiences with one positive one. (laughs) And so we want to give a new experience. We want you to have a different experience with other human beings so that you leave with with, with a more profound optimism about life, Mm -hmm. realizing that good things can happen even in the bad, so a new experience is vital. And then um language, there's new terminology. There's a whole new language to learn. And so we want to introduce people to a new way of describing life and talking about life and communicating about life. There's a whole new vocabulary that's developed in this.
1: Yeah, and world. I would say that's probably the one that stands out the most for me in my experience was mm. was actually building a, a language around these things that I was doing. Right. And how to describe them, like a, a language for needs and understanding how to describe feelings and mm. uh, categories of things. Like language is huge in the process. It's probably the one that I find have found to be really yeah, really valuable.
0: Yeah, because it way it qualifies what our experiences and knowledge are. Yeah. And then finally, tools, tools um, kind of in two categories, skills and capacities. Mm. You know, the the fact is we've talked about how character defined by one of my mentors, John Townsend, yeah. is a set of capacities to meet the demands of reality. Mm-hmm. And I would add the word skills to that, that there are skills and capacities. Mm-hmm. They're not the same thing. When we speak, speak about skills, we're talking about competency. When we're talking about capacity. We're talking about character. Capacity and character um, are are incredibly important. So competence, character, skills, capacity Mm. to meet the demands of reality you need certain tools in your toolbox to be able to handle the demands and responsibilities being placed on you. We all have demands and responsibilities, but the fact is we feel like we're falling short. We feel Mm. like we're, we're caving in when it comes to the demands of life. We we can be overwhelming at times. So we want to provide you the tools to be able to meet those demands so you can be successful personally and professionally. So that's why those four things, it's Mm -hmm. about learning about a new way of life, a new world. Yeah. And so there's that sense sometimes it's like, I don't
1: have what I need. Where do I go to get it? Right. And so really, that's what leadership collaborative is all about. And you just got a taste of what we come out of the gate with when we start talking about character structuring related to the four dimensions of human health. If you own the book and you open to the introduction, you'll see that and the first session on character. So we hope that's valuable to you. And and we hope this conversation about leadership was different and maybe interesting and insightful in ways uh hopefully we gave you ways to consider thinking about leadership that maybe you haven't before and so um yeah maybe you'll be able to find us at a a leader co event somewhere in the future or maybe you want to join us somewhere Mm -hmm. in one of the towns where we already are and so this is the growth junkies podcast it's a production of love and transformation institute Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram. Uh, The Growth Junkies Instagram is out there and Love and Transformation as well. And we hope you enjoyed this and we look forward to being with you next time.